This episode of Echoes in the Bones is brought to you by the Institute of Cultural Policy and Innovation, ICPI. ICPI, providing services in business development and coaching. ICPI, leaders in online training in event planning and intellectual property. Visit our website today at www.icpi-ja.com. Welcome to another episode of Echoes in the Bones. This is part two of our conversation with Stan Smith, educator, broadcaster, cultural commentator, and a man that is living in the Merrimacker. And, <laughs> and, and one of the persons who has kept in, in contact with his roots and Jamaica and trying to ensure that we see the kind of development and, and prosperity. I, don't, I hate that word prosperity, you know, because it has been hijacked by the political forces. And so I, I, I prefer to say true development because Stan, as we start, how do you look at development, real development? Is it true the GDP and all of these statistical, um, statistical uh, measurement that-, metric, that the metric, You're talking about metrics. Yeah. Let, let, let me just put and, it in perspective. And politicians I, come up with? No, because here is why. Every time I hear, I read anything on Jamaica in the 60s, I hear how wonderful the economy was. Okay, and I, saw, I see all the metrics, and the metrics are adult. When I looked across what I saw around me, none of those metrics seem to matter to those people's lives. Yeah. So what we're saying is, in effect, if the quality let, let metrics, one of the metrics that don't get measured in those statistics is quality of life. Yeah. And that 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 relates to educational opportunity, financial resources, cultural orientation, all of those things. Those metrics aren't measured. Did you mention and human development? Meant all yeah. right. You know, and that 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 is what I'm talking about. Thanks for, for, for dropping that one in. Yeah. You know, that, that is missing. Because statistically, yeah, there's a book I, 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 I had to read in political science called Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. And I think everybody ought to read that book. You know, but you are absolutely right until you start to see the quality of people's lives. Here's where I, 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 I draw the line. I kept hearing growing up, when you say, like, you make it out of the ghetto, and it's like, why? And, and why you can't do it, why you can't do it? And then I look at overarching structure and realize that there's only a handful of them that are allowed to come out of that. Yeah. Most people, and, and then when I started to do political science and social organization, I realized no system that is set up that only a handful of people can come out can be considered a successful economic, socioeconomic system. It cannot. And then I look at middle-class living, and then I realized something also, that the middle-class living and success of a middle-class society with the metrics that you use, is because it has those support systems in it. Those people take it. But I, when I was in college, I had a professor, um, an, an advisor. She was white. She said, she went to Columbia. She said to me, Winston, 
I'm not, I was never near as bright as you. I said, and how did you get through to Columbia? She said, so simple. I had the support systems in the areas that I did not do well so that I could do well. When I look at education and my friend who is currently the chairman of the Afri um, Africana Studies at John Jay College, Jama Adams, he said, when we're looking at education, so let me tell you how the poverty this country. There's the two educational tracks. One is a, a developmental educational track, and one is a discipline educational track where they send kids into uh, special ed, and it's all about disciplining them and talking about the, pro the, the, the problems they have and how you deal with it. It's not to do with them being educated. It has to do with maintaining a certain discipline, a certain way in which you, you keep them in control. What we need to look at is to educate. Education has to be our economic development for that matter. But development, human development, yeah. has to take into consideration all of those factors that we talk about. Because if you, do, if, 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 for example, I work with a group called the Research Committee for the Study at Jamaica, and they're all academics, Dr. Basil Wilson, Maureen Denton, um, Michael Wilcher, who is the principal at Medgar College and all the rest of it. And we realized when we started to work with Trenchtown Comprehensive, we found out that helping the school was more than just sending some money coming with them. Yeah. You know what we end up doing? Yeah. We start off with scholarships and we had to now start training teachers, bringing them up over in the summer. Yeah. Have them, so that they get the, the training. The money that went, that went in, we, we, we sat down with them and, this, and looked at what the school needed. We find that a kid will come to school, like, do have the breakfast. Oh, you're going to teach a kid like that in the belly of ground. So therefore, that, that, that comes to no breakfast program. Yeah. You understand? And that's what, that's what I just use those little tidbits for say to people. The whole structure, the mother with the girls and when I come to school, the mother said to them, boy, you have to start working on I need to help mm -hmm. with the family. So the question becomes, how do, how do you handle that? Those are issues that don't get talked about. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, this, this, this thing of where you say, well, and the family fault that and, and them for take care of that. That's mm. not how I, I develop society. Yeah. You don't develop a society like that. Yeah. You have um, to address those things. And I'm, I'm digging into those weeds because I, I hope people listening understand can identify when them get up and look on left, right, and center and realize them don't have any of those things. So therefore, succeeding is going to be sucking salt to a wooden spoon. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So the, the, the consciousness of the Jamaican individual, whether they are in Jamaica or in the United States, there was a level of consciousness and an identity, strong identity, understanding who you are, you were, and who you are. I uh, I am of the opinion that we have lost a lot of that. I, I um, don't know. It, 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 it was it was sabotage. It wasn't just loss, it was sabotage. Mm -hmm. Okay, here in the United States, for example, they, they, they introduced welfare. And part of the welfare system was a woman who had children, the man could live by the house. Emasculation right there. Mm -hmm. Okay? And when you look at that level of consciousness, you know why the Panthers were attacked? It was McCallum who tried to overthrow the government because they couldn't overthrow the United States government. They ran breakfast programs, lunch programs, Head Start. In other words, all the kinds of things that we're talking about yeah. that is necessary to undergrid 
mm. a community so that the people can a, 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 a child will have a, a, a warm meal in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Learns better. That's what they were doing. And that's yeah. why J. Edgar Hoover said they were the most dangerous group mm. in the country. So mm. what they did was they vilified. We see that in Rasta and Jamaica, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They vilified them and made them into these pariahs till even people in the community turned mm. against them. So there yeah. was a systematic effort. And, and this is how uniform white supremacy in the neoliberal and, and, and neocolonial mindset work. This paradigm that I'm talking about here exists in Jamaica because I, 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 yeah. I, didn't, I didn't recognize it when I was coming up. But I, yeah. I, when I studied, started doing the studies in, in political science, I started to see yeah. parallels in Jamaica. Definitely. The structural violence that we see, you know, meted out to, to the regular Joe in Jamaica. Take, for instance, during the COVID situation, we saw structural violence against the ordinary folk. They had a law that the DMRI or something, DMRA Act, and they said that you were going to be imprisoned if you were, you were not wearing a mask. Why should it be a situation that you are in prison <laughs> or locked up because you don't wear a mask? Wasn't why 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 it wouldn't be the same the, the, the usual thing of 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 extracting money from poor people through the ticketing system? And 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 not only that, the police again, the state apparatus meted out violence, physical violence on people because of, 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 of a law, a colonial type law that never existed during the colonial period, but because it's a perpetuation of these colonial ways of thinking and keeping poor people in, in check and in order. They, they, they developed the law in such a way that imprisonment was part of the punitive measure. And, and, and that's ridiculous. You know, and we and we see the the the, the trimming of the, the the Rastafarian because she had the the temerity, the the audaciousness to to react in a in a in a loud way to the injustice that was meted out to her, and we see judges charging poor people 500,000, 200,000 and saying that they are setting an example for the infraction of not wearing a mask. This is the kind of structural violence that we see meted out to poor people in this country. And it is a situation that has to stop. All of this big talk about development, we're talking about development, and we see landlessness in, in increasing. And we have a leadership that's saying squatting is not to be tolerated, as if half of the population want to squat. Hmm. You know? <laughs> you know what is interesting? With some background as a social scientist, you ever look at when people quote squat because I didn't like the term, and when them take over the place and then them transform it into a home. Now, there's two ways they look at it as squatting and something to make an example of that person. A more comprehensive view would suggest that, okay, if that piece of land has turned into a home. Why not, we, why not work out a system where the person owns the land and then start to treat 
the home in the way in which people own a home do it. Instead, you go for, and I don't know why these folks keep telling you about, they want to make examples of people. For what? Because it never deterred anybody. Yeah. Okay, people need somewhere to live. Yeah. And they're going to find somewhere to live. And no amount of a program and, 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 and some condescension and, and looking down and feeling like you're better than, and, and well, how do you call them when I was a child? Do, do them people, those people. Yeah. So them used to refer to them. No yeah. amount of that, because yeah. the, 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 the bankruptcy of it is this, Dennis. Those ideas have been around. Those solutions have been around. And the problem still persists. So at some point, Einstein's definition of insanity comes into play. Doing the same thing the same way and expect a different result. Because you're, the, you're failing, because you're certainly not stopping people from taking land when they need it and, and, and doing it. So you yeah. are failing in your objective. So how you do you keep using the same method? That does not work. And then on top of that, the persecution that you speak of in terms of just taking money from people that don't have it. And they know they don't have it. So why would you say to somebody who is making $10,000 a month, it must be a $500,000 in a, in, in a fine for putting on a mask? Where's the, where, where's the common sense in that law? What is that law designed to do? Laws are designed primarily for the benefit and the development of society and the people who live therein. Yeah. So if that is the case, you are failing. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't pay, then what? And then we're going to go back to poor house and debt as jail and, and, and all of that. And then you'll get to the United States situation where you have prison industrial complex where labor is extracted. And we got to an absurd situation at one point in California where private companies were suing city city municipal governments for not providing them with enough um, prisoners for cheap labor. Mm. This is how madness, how much of a... The neoliberal madness. And, and you, you uh, look at that and you said, when do politicians... Because let's be honest, middle-class society and development, and I'm not talking about concentration of wealth and, and statistical middle-class. I'm talking about where the society is lifted, the quality of life is lifted and all the metrics. Mm -hmm. Those things cannot happen with the system you guys have. It can't happen because it's not designed to do that. Yeah. It needs to be dismantled and yeah. it needs to be... A, the, the, the kind of vision, and this is the other thing that Dr. Wilson and I were talking about a couple of days ago. He's come to the realization that if, if a prime minister or the leadership don't have vision, Marcus Gabby philosophy, without vision, people yeah. perish. Yeah. We, 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 I, think, I think we don't have a vision as to, there's no visionary leadership in the country. And I'm not blaming the politicians alone. They are a sense, and, and we, we must blame them. But also, there is no vision for the, the well-being of the society, Jamaica, on a whole, or I'd, I'd say even in the United States. It's all about the, the, the rich and the, the maintenance of their wealth and their, 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 their dominance over the rest of the people. That's essentially what neoliberalism is all about, you know. They talk mm -hmm. about the, the, the primacy of the market, but it is a system that was encouraged, financed by rich people to take control of the world again after the, 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 the great downturn uh, back in, this, in, the, in, in the 70s. And we see, despite the fact that trickle-down economics and neoliberal policies 
have failed miserably. We see no. the, the, the continuation within the 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 the, 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 the supranational organizations like the IMF, the World Bank, the WTO, and we see that being imposed on governments like Jamaica who lap it up. We have an uh, uh, academics who are are supporting neoliberal ne neoliberal agendas, talking about you know GDP and 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 unemployment levels then, low. Uh, are you just people that must suffer? Yeah, the, the, the question I always ask when you start telling me about GDP, and mm -hmm. I've done I've done economics. Mm -hmm. I've done actually political economy is what I studied, and. When you ask, when you tell me about GDP, I will walk you down to some people and say, please explain GDP to them as it relates to your life. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. And then I said, then multiply it by the level of poverty. And then you realize just how inept and how short-sighted GDP. Because yeah. first of all, you need to add some more metrics. I, I, you know, just popped into my head, this virgin, in, in India who did the microfinance. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah, man, yeah. All right. This is a man who felt that banks, because let me be honest, people don't understand banking. Banks have no money. Mm -hmm. Banks tell you to come borrow money that they don't have, and then you have to pay them back the money that they never gave you. And mm. remain indebted to them. People don't do those concept. We need to start critically discussing things like that. Because I saw a billionaire, somebody interviewing a billionaire, and I'm asking why I'm renting a house. I'm saying, because if I buy a house and I, and, and I keep paying mortgage every month, I'm hemorrhaging money, but it's not making the money for me. I pay for what I need now and then I move on. So that means I said, Chuck, I'm going pay, to pay for rent, but it is at a, a fixed rate. But I don't, all the other things I've covered, we need to start up education about how our financial systems are set up. You yeah. talk about the, 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 the superstructures that come in and impose, and that has to do with political will and vision and leadership in the country. Not just political, economic, too, because the private sector play a, part, a major part in it, and the, the opinion shape as, as well in that. And I remember in the, was it, 80s, Norman Gerval, friend of mine, who was the, the economic planner for Michael Manley. And we used to sit down and talk. And one day he handed me a thing that Michael Manley had, had um, gotten from his, his advisors called the People's Plan. It was the alternative to the IMF. I had that document with me and Norman and I sat down and talked about it. And what it was in essence was, instead of having a top down, say, well, okay, we're going to bring Arthur Lewis bootstrap thing, which failed, we're going to talk to the farmers and ask, what are the impediments to development and growth? Let me tell you oh, something, hold on. Which was, which was allowed to fail. Don't say it fail. It was allowed to fail by the British, the British who had as, 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 as uh, Hillary Beckles noted recently, mm. they, they blamed the Caribbean and Jamaica in particular for the, 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 the disintegration of empire. They then use the 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 the, the model mm -hmm. and develop Singapore, Hong Kong, and these other places, but never gave us the resources for it to 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 succeed 
in, in the Caribbean out of malice and spite. So I just, I just wanted to mention that because sometimes we, we, we say it failed without understanding it was why, why it was just like how they deliberately sabotage federation and deliberately sabotage it. I, you know? I look at and your point to your point. And your point is well taken where, where that is concerned. Because when I was doing the, the, the case study on Singapore, Jamaica got what? Loans, right? Mm -hmm. Singapore got grants. Grants. Which they didn't pay back. Yeah. That was the, one of the critical differences economically. And I'm saying that to say, I hear even local politicians in Jamaica talking about we missed the opportunity with this, that, and that. And I said, how many of you looked at the fact that when you are developed, development requires that industries be subsidized and undergrade until they can stand yeah. on their feet and become yeah. competitive. If, yeah. the, if the, the state sector economy is going to be functioning, we're going to be a, a driver engine of, of development. When do we sit down, we get all of these loans. And when I used to look at the drug and Jamaica debt ratio to, 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 to um, um, in the, 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 the input of, of the income of money that was coming in, and you're paying more out. And I said, that can't, that, that don't make no sense. You can't develop, you're not gonna have no money for yeah. the nothing because yeah. majority of the money that you're pulling in is, pay, is paying interest on the debt. Yeah. The principal name touch yet. And, and this is the kind of thing that I think we need to start to look at and with these institutions, because I know that's a, a sore point with you, that's a sore point with me myself, but I think we need to analyze them and get the average person to understand or it come down, trickle down to them. So why, why the, how, you know? how, how do we use culture and how we use the music to get that? Because I think there's a problem in the music industry. There's no mm -hmm. financial literacy. People used to see it as a badge of honor to, to be known as a creative who didn't want to be bothered with the with the business and 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 it was it has been a perennial problem even in in developed states where creators mm -hmm. believe that they should leave the, the the business side of of their their career to somebody else and don't even bother with it and we have seen the, the, the problems that that has caused so i want us now to look at the situation that we need to develop or find a way to improve the financial literacy of the majority of our creatives. And I'm talking about across the board, dancers, singers, painters, graphic artists, everybody. I don't okay. think we'll reach there. And, and, and I, I, I have a company that part of the, 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 the mandate is to try to educate the, the creative sector in financial literacy. How do we reach to that point? First off, I think for a lot of the, the, the ones that I, I've come across, they have a mindset that, and it comes from a Christian poverty background where money isn't important. It, isn't, it is more important that you, you get celebrated for the work you do. Well, we live in a capitalist society and there are no free lunches. So everything you're going to get, you have to pay for. Now, what we need to start, teaching our, 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 our creatives, what is the value of your output? You've got to see yourself as a creator, just like a man who owns a business and a product, and he does the markup and whatever else that he does. They have to start looking at that, not just money coming. I mean, I mean, because you know, you know, there are deals in which people get back in and, 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 and residuals don't, and whatever it is. 
but I'm talking in broad terms, no. We need to start saying, if I am an artist, and that in, in the sense of the word, whether it is a musician, singer, songwriter, painter, a sculptor, start to look at what the market is. And sometimes you have to develop the market for whatever the, the, you're creating. Yeah. Because I used to do petroleum economics, and this is a lesson I took from it when I was an intern. Petrochemicals. What that is, is after them, they refined the oil and the crude and, and whatever left. I think it was either Iran or Saudi Arabia. So, all right, we're going to create a market with that. And when they marketed 10%, and I'm doing a macro analysis for comeback now, and we're going to create a market for that. In other words, they found a product, put it on the world market, and made a profit from it. I said that at the macro level, to say at the micro level, Dennis Howard is a painter. He specializes in a certain form of artwork then. Then you look at, how do I market this? Where did this come from? And this is where culture come in. Because if Dennis Howard is going to be a, a painter in Jamaica, an artist who paints, he's going to paint from the experience around him and in history, in culture. How valuable is that? How do I develop a market for that? Just, this is what I am talking about. We need to start letting them see in real terms because there's a sort of a cognitive um, disconnect between the product that they make and the value of the product. And we have to, we have to connect the two. We have to break that cognitive disconnect. Mm -hmm. So we have to start developing ways in which to talk to them in language and develop even the language to talk to them. Mm -hmm. That way that they can see that. That, that, that is one of the things I, I, I think will be helpful in that. See yourself as a person with a product that you have developed. And if there's a market fight, how to best exploit and market it and exploit it. If not, how to develop a market for it. You know. Okay. Well, it is that's gonna be a difficult thing to do because what is it? the system is not set up to facilitate these these kinds of conversation. The bank not really want people to know these things. They want people to be customers and to provide the funding to for them to make the kind of money that you you just outlined that they make. Brother, we need we need for reform banking. We had a minister who boasts in parliament that we are a deregulated society. But how are you going to reform banking? By regulation. But they are saying now, ne typical neoliberal principle, mm -hmm. leave the bank to do what they do, and there's no regulation to protect ordinary persons the that deposit their money in the banks so that they can charge us one whole heap of fees. Right now, we are probably the most uh, burdened with bank fees in Jamaica and probably the Caribbean. Everything that you do in the bank, it incur a cost. There was a big uprising recently because they wanted to increase banking fees, yet you have a government that is saying, we are a deregulated society. It, the two can't hold, big man. Uh, the, the thing with, with, with deregulation is what kind of deregulation you talk about. Always, the, the, the devil is in the details. Let's dig in way. I looked at some stuff with, with Michael Leach in talking about um, banking fees and where the banking fees were, 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 were going to. And I, I looked at and I said, this is madness. The kind of banking fees that he was talking about to impose on people. And then the question becomes, how productive? How, 
the capital that, 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 that I have that I want to put in your bank. If I have to pay all of that, I'm literally giving you my money because you don't have none. Then you are charging me for keeping my money with all of those fees. And people don't, and this is why I said we, we need to start to break that down and we need to yeah. really clear thinkers. And, and the interest rate at the bank is minuscule. So even if you are trying to earn some money from a savings account, you're not going to earn no money. They are taking out more in bank charges. Thank you. And they are giving you interest on your money. And a developing country, a developing country can't afford a financial system like that. And that is the that is the that is the kind of problem that we have because who control the the financial sector is probably the biggest spender when it comes to advertising. What 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 is the, the 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 source of income for for media? Advertising. Mm-hmm. So basically, the people who are keeping you afloat, you mm-hmm. can't then now become the, the 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 vehicle for them being in check or being regulated. So we have a vicious cycle where the capitalist class. Is will always be in the ascendancy. They control the politicians. They control the the, 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 the media through various forms, through, through advertising power, through the fact that they have a big PR machinery and they can spend money to spin all kinds of different uh, images and messages about the banking system. And in a system where the majority of the Jamaican population is not a part of the banking system because of the the bureaucratic and you know uh, obstacles that are placed in the ordinary person's way to get a bank account. I'll, I'll tell you this because I remember coming on here and starting a bank account, trying to start a bank account. And Dennis, I had to know somebody who knows somebody to get it done. Mm. Because the amount of obstacles that they put. I said, but, but I, I had to turn to my, 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 my cousin's husband and I said, what am I giving my money? So why am I going to go through all of this? You know, I said that to say, again, we have to reform banking. banking. First of all, I think we need to redefine the concept of what banking mm. is supposed to be about. Yeah. I think we have to start there. Okay, and as ambitious as, excuse me, as that song, we have to do that because the kind yeah. of stuff where you just lay out yeah. a while ago. And, and it's not, it's not, it's not gonna happen anytime soon. When the a former, for, well, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a MP, mm. uh, put forward a PMP MP, put forward some reforms. Andre William, not William Andre, Andre, not Andre. I, I'll, I'll come to his name in a, in a, in a, in a while. If I remember before, uh, he put some because he was concerned about the the, the onerous banking fees. Oh yes, the, I remember the, that. the cover the current government decided no, not gonna work. They are not going to even consider the bill. So the bill is dead on arrival, and there is no protection for the ordinary folk. And it's just the public outcry recently when the banking system wanted to increase the charges which are onerous already, 
every, every almost everything that you do in the bank, whether it be electronic or in person, it incurs a charge, a fee. Yeah. A fee. If you put on some money in a bank, in a bank account, and you don't do anything with that money, and you leave it there, exactly. by the time you go back, it's it, it, it done. <laughs> and, and, and it's banking across the board, because I remember my mom had an account, and I'm just using personal experience, from a, from a son. Yeah. And, and she had stopped putting money there for a while, and when she goes, she realized the last statement that she got, six months later when she see it was less than half, and them said, "Well, you wasn't you, you wasn't contributing to the account, so there were charges." When yeah. I said to myself, "So she does obviously close the account," but yeah. I said to myself, "When when I saw that, I said, well, let me get this truth. You put your money inside there, and you know what really caused me about it? And I think yeah. I'm just talking as a regular person. That money is going put on the money market and make money off of your money where you put it in the bank. Yeah, okay, that, for them investment and and and." and maybe a 1% return. And I'm like, let me get this. You take my money, make money off of it. And if I don't keep putting money in there so you can get more money to make money off of it, you're not going to start taking my money. That's what I said. Step back to our yeah, own yeah. money. Yeah, reform, reform. Let's shift gear. You live in New York and the, the last three years have been some really serious times in terms of the pandemic and a lot of our friends that are, and people that I know mm. have, have departed us during this period. What, what was the situation in, in, in the tri-state area? Because I guess you can only speak about that um, in terms of the, the Jamaican community and how they're dealing with all of these issues. And then I wanted to zoom in into, on the the the, the entertainment or cultural aspect of the, the diaspora right now? Like everybody else, the Jamaican community and the, and the diaspora community was impacted significantly. I mean, just day-to-day -day living, uh, earning, earning, and being home. And of course, the, the, the psychological problems that people had have been in, in close space and all of that. So we, we were no different in that respect. What it did to the entertainment industry, because I can go straight to that, is that pretty much shut down. It shut down. And a lot of people had to find alternate ways of making money. You know, I, I, a couple of musicians, I, you know, some of them, I think, got more creative. And I suspect that may be the case in Jamaica, that they had time to sit down and think on some of them. But for the most part, it's just opening up now that people are now coming out. But there was nothing. It, it just had this pretty much the same impact that it had in Jamaica. Yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't do anything. People weren't making money. They weren't touring. They weren't, because of well, social distancing, you, you, they weren't recording. So you couldn't go into the studio. So, you know, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no things are, are turning around. Because we, even we at Soundchat had the crown and a brigadier, Jerry. And last week, Friday, they had um, a sound clash. So things are opening up and, 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 and people are going and people like statement Bamit, Derek Bamit and all that are working. People are not working. So it's it it's it's coming back to some of the numbers, right? Mm. You know. New York is a particularly complex situation in terms of the diaspora and in, in when it comes to music, because there are several tracks when it comes to Jamaican music. Because mm. you have a you have a you have a large population who particularly like 
more of the reggae type of music, you know, not, not knocking on heaven's door and the Barry Salmon type of thing. And then you have another sector of the population that love the dance hall and the, the, the DJ and the trap dance hall and the chop hall and the one beat kind of a vibe. What is the current situation in terms of the, say some of the artists now that are current, like the Shenseeas, the Skilly Bangs, and is, is that vibrant? And is the, the old school reggae style holding and, 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 and still have a, a, a huge following? It's hard to, to, to say at this point since we're just coming out. What I will say to you is this. I see some, some, some festivals coming up and the old school, the very, because let me put it to you this way. You put a concert out there with, with Barry Simon and Luciana, you're going to get a crowd. You're going to get that crowd. That crowd is there. Uh, it's, it, is it the energy for radio and in terms of promotion stays primarily around dance hall? And what they call dance hall, that, the, the kind of stuff that you're talking about. And the, the, of course, there's the Beanie Man and the Bounty Killers and, and, and the like. Shensia in the space, yes. She's in the space, but I don't see her as capturing people's imagination because on our talk show at, at Soundtrack Radio, a lot of people are kind of turned off by some of the things she had to say about dance or reggae and, and stuff like that. So I don't see people clamoring per se. And she hasn't done anything show-wise for, for me to be able to, to evaluate. So I'd have to look at her numbers to tell you. But how it's specific to hear, I wouldn't be able to, 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 to get accurate reading. So, so Stan, basically you tell me say not much are going. No. <laughs> they're just coming up. That's what I'm saying they're just coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, like, oh. How do we what are, you think we're gonna learn any lessons from the pandemic? Because another pandemic coming shortly, you know. Maybe another That's five years, maybe another 10 years. Uh, do you think we're learning less of the lessons? I uh, said the diaspora. Are we learning the lessons from this pandemic? That I don't, th I don't think we're learning any lessons in Jamaica, frankly speaking. I, what I am going to say is this. I will, because I, I will do probably do something on that on my show because I want to hear the feedback from people. Yeah. Because I want to see what changes. I want to see what lessons and how people do things different. And you've just given me an idea to start really canvassing people like McBridge and Errol Wilson. Yeah. And, write, and, and, and a bunch of other people. And find out. Okay, it's too early to make a definitive statement, and I don't see any trends emerging, is what I, yeah. I, I want to say to your question. Yeah. Well, I think what we should, and, and we're, we're not out of the pandemic yet, but I think we are at a stage where we should be doing some serious research and introspection and, and coming up with strategies, which I guess globally will happen, but we have to be concerned about ourselves. So from a Jamaican perspective, and from, a, from the diaspora in the United States, we should be engaging in that, in that, in that kind of a exercise right now because um, pandemics are here to stay. Contagion mm -hmm. is, is uh, the order of the day now because, and, and, and it's been for a while, it just reached a level that it's not a, a Asian thing or an African thing now, but it's, it's an American thing now, you know, and I want to see how they're going to spin that. And, uh, and, and because anytime any kind of disease, you know, coming, mm -hmm. it's coming from Africa, always. 
And it's amazing. It's amazing. Most of the disease that is that that Africa suffer from is who carried there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a love. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. let me say this, Dennis, because I I I'm gonna have to run, but mm. this this is this has been good and I hope we pick it up again. I think for the most part, people are going to have to realize that there are some new normals. And we're going to have to figure out ways in which how to navigate that effectively. For artists, I don't, I, I, I'm going to kind of do some informal surveys in terms yeah. of just talking to people and, and, and get a sense of how it has changed their, 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 their lives as artists. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Radio people too. Yeah. You know. And then, right. then we, can, we can pick up the conversation. All right. Stan, it's been great. Uh, I hope we can do this another time. Uh, later down, I, 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 I'm certainly, I'm certainly, I'm gonna be calling on you to see what's happening in terms of the music industry and the entertainment in sector in New York and and the adjoining states. And mm-hmm. so, as 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 things kind of unfold, we will we'll 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 revisit this. All right. And I and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and as always, a pleasure. And definitely, you know, I'll be calling and. To get some some expertise on yeah, my man. show right here in New York, so we keep it going. All and right, thank man. you, Dennis. All right, Respect. take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the show and give us a five star review, and even drop us a comment if something really stood out to you.